1: If you've listened to this podcast for any real amount of time, you've probably heard me say the phrase I'm about to say. It's hard to know a moment in history when you're in it. And right now, I just need us to understand that we are in a very peculiar moment in American history where for the first time in all of American history, and our is not insanely old, but we've been around for hundreds of years. The United States does not have a Speaker of the House. And it's primarily because the Republican Party is so deeply dysfunctional that they just cannibalized one of their own. Let me unpack and explain it. And let me tell you why it's really troubling for all of us. It's... A degrading of a really important norm. I'll unpack and explain it. Glad to be here. Been fighting a sinus infection for these past few days, but glad to be back. This is Sean King, and you're listening to the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. I was telling my doctors just a few days ago that during the entire pandemic, I did not get a single sinus infection, (laughs) in huge part because my kids were not bringing back any germs to the house. And when you have five kids, and for a period of time, uh, my five kids were spread out over schools all over New York City, when you have five kids... The house is going to become the same germ factory that schools are. And sure enough, I had not been sick in months and months while my kids were away from school for the summer. And within the first month of them being back in school, here it is. I come down with a sinus infection, battling what was the early start of an ear infection. And uh, it's just these kids, man, you got to love them. But they bring home so, kids are are nasty. (laughs) And no matter what I tried to do, like I saw my kids getting sick. And I was super healthy. And I thought to myself, I'm so healthy that whatever they get, it's not going to hop over to me. Because I've been healthy and strong for, you know, a long time. Had not had any antibiotics or anything like that forever. And sure enough, I got it. And normally whatever hits the kids a little bit just hits me like a ton of bricks. And so I'm still fighting through, still battling it, but starting to feel a little bit better. And I, I had to wake up early this morning to talk about what went down last night. I watched it very closely. And, and let, me, let me keep it real and be opinionated first and then tell you why I think what we're seeing is a part of a greater, more disturbing trend for all of us. The Republican Party is highly, highly dysfunctional. And and listen, you already know I'm a major critic of the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party often does not stand for anything. When they have power, they don't pass what they could. But there is no party, maybe no party in modern American history than this Republican Party that is this deeply dysfunctional. And last night, uh, just eight, you know, there's a very, very slim Republican majority in the House. And eight staunchly conservative members of the House, eight ultra conservatives, who I will say are kind of like just, I, mean, I don't want to use like a mental health term. I was going to call them lunatics, but, you know, eight ultra-conservatives, who are so conservative that even Marjorie Taylor Greene was not one of them. Like, that's how far out these eight Republicans were. Decided they wanted to get rid of the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who, I need to say, is an ultra-conservative. He's just a little, slightly less conservative than them. Kevin McCarthy is one of the most conservative elected officials in America. A staunch Trump supporter, has stood and fought for horrible things, defended Trump when he was defenseless, has now been leading Kevin McCarthy, the like ridiculous impeachment trial of Joe Biden. Like, it's outrageous. They decided to vote him out. And Kevin McCarthy, I really think, thought that Democrats we're going to save him because he did not have enough members of his own party to vote for him. And Democrats were like, no, we're not. We, you're not our speaker. If we were voting for our speaker, we'd be voting for Hakeem Jeffries. So no, we won't vote for you to be our speaker. That's not going to happen. Just like you would not vote for Hakeem Jeffries to be your speaker would never happen. So y'all going to have to work this out on your own. And sure enough, Republicans could not work it out on their own, and they voted Kevin McCarthy out as the Speaker of the House. And as it stands right now, early on this Wednesday morning, and it appears for the next week or so, for the first time in American history, there will be no Speaker of the House. And it is what I am trying to communicate to you now. It is a degradation of the norms where the United States government is so unstable. You have to realize hey, maybe you don't see it this way because you're just now used to it, which is what happens when you're living in a country. But the rest of the world sees it. I mean, this is, we are a country where there was a coup attempt just two years ago. You know, we are a country where, you know, our previous president has 92 felony charges and is on trial for fraud right now. And that's not even one of the 92 charges. I mean, we are living in a time where this country and its, its government, its core national government is deeply unstable. And I'm going to tell you what I think it means right after the break. We'll be right back. Uh, Before I dig into what I what I think it means for our nation that we don't have a speaker of the House, the Congress uh, effectively will not be able to really do any work. I also need to say that what we continue to see, the behavior that we continue to see from Donald Trump and other conservatives, who over just the past week, they have called for the executions of American generals that opposed him. They have, like, Trump just got a gag order placed on him late last night after it appeared that he, uh, you know, threatened a court clerk. I mean, it's like, what are we, what are we talking about here? And I, I would not go so far as to currently call this country a powder keg, like as of today. But man, it is deeply unstable. Like, I'm not 100% sure what will happen if Trump is sent to prison. What if he wins the election and is sent to prison? Well, what's going to happen? This country is highly unstable, and our government is highly unstable. Now, here's the thing. I am a major critic of both parties and their unwillingness to stand up and fight for everyday people, for working people, for working families, for children. Childhood poverty has skyrocketed in huge part because during The first two years of the Biden administration, when they actually controlled the House, the Senate and the presidency, they refused to extend the childhood tax credit. And now that that thing has expired, childhood poverty has skyrocketed. It's like, no, this is unacceptable. The basic things this country could do to stand up and fight for its people, it doesn't do. And and so there is a part of me that says like, yeah. Of course, the government is unstable. This country has a real instability about it. But it just causes me to think, not that the United States is, quote unquote, on the verge of collapse, but we are in a much more troubling place politically than I think most of us want to admit. Again, we are still in the living shot. People are still going to trial for their attempt at overthrowing the American government. Like that's still going on. Like we are in a time where ultra conservatives just voted out their ultra conservative speaker of the house, really just to cause chaos. And I think most experts will will tell you that less than it was political, it was personal. And they were just ready to let the chaos reign. And it does not bode well for the future of where we're going as a nation. It just doesn't. And I'm not sure where we're going. I, I'm, it, it doesn't seem to be based on principles. Where, like, we have super senior citizens that are running from office, that are dying in office. Um... Nancy Pelosi, who's in her 80s, uh, could not vote yesterday because she is going to be attending the funeral of Diane Feinstein, who was in her 90s. And these are the, the leaders of the Democratic Party. Joe Biden will be 82 if he's elected president again. Donald Trump is right behind him. It's like, yeah, this is a mess. It's all a mess. All of it. And people say, oh, don't don't both sides it. No, you're right. One one side is way more dysfunctional than the others, but the government itself is deeply problematic. Listen, I've got to run, got a, a busier day than I wish I had, but I hope you are doing well. Again, continue to appreciate and love you for all of your support. Let's continue pushing. Keep your eye on this. It's all really weird right now. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody.